school. We've got sentient robots, computers that have thoughts, and a weird thing called the loop. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome to Tales from the Group, a podcast set in the 80s that follows three kids on a quest to uncover the truth about a mysterious machine called The Loop. My name is Adam Foster, and I play Clayton Godwin, the robot kind of hating, risk-taking troublemaker of the group. And my name is Tyler Lynn, and I play Wesley Watson, outcast weirdo who wants nothing more than to be popular. My name is Corey Offenberger, and I play geeky ladies man and smells like ham, John Milady. And my name is Dustin Fleischman, and I am so tired, but I'm also your game master. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Well, are we ready for wow. this week's question, wow. <laughs> folks? I feel like, I feel yes, like we're, we I don't know if we are. I feel like the energy is off. Everyone's like, yeah, yeah it's, it's early. It's Sunday. <laughs> All right. Well, Wait, what do you got as a question? I have a great question today. Actually, not really. We'll Just be the kidding. ones what, to decide that. Yeah, I know. Yeah, um, you don't get this so, judge. You don't speak on my behalf. My, yeah. So my question for you folks is, what is a song that gives you the strongest core memory from Ooh. your childhood? Oh, oh I've got, I've got okay, one already. Okay, that is a good question. <laughs> I've got one already. When I tell you I've been saving that question for months waiting for my turn again. <laughs> uh, this, I don't know. This might be embarrassing. I'll let you guys decide. When I was a kid. Thank you for letting us be the judge this yeah. time around. <laughs> yeah. When I, when, when I was a kid, I, I was really into Big Pimpin' by Jay-Z. Oh, so. <laughs> which is... <laughs> Which is a weird song for a little kid to be going around singing. I was like maybe four, five years old. <laughs> and I'm just going, big pimpin', spending G's. My family thought it was hilarious. And for some reason, that song stuck with me for so long. <laughs> my, my, my family won't uh, let me forget about it, so... That is incredible. And here to debut his cover yeah. of Big Pimpin' today live on the Tales of the Group podcast is Corey Offenberger. Yeah. Arena crowd cheering sound effect laid underneath. <laughs> and then a microphone squeal sound effect. Um, uh, guys, um, I'm, I'm here to perform. Uh, no, no, no. Not today. Maybe some other time. Maybe yeah. maybe as a Patreon exclusive, if that ever happens. You mean yeah, our, own, you mean our only money? Yeah. You mean your Don't only fans? Patreon. Here, I'll, we'll put our Venmos in the, yeah, in the description. If you send us any amount of money. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. So mine, I think, would be, uh, weirdly, is the song Free Your Mind by En Vogue. Uh, because. <laughs> Interesting. Very, very weird. So I remember when we were, like, little, um, young, we had this... Uh, this old Windows computer that was like the family computer and it had, you know, Windows Media Player on it and all that stuff. And and anyway, I remember my dad made this like mix CD for my brother, Brendan, and I can't remember. It was called like Brendan's Awesome Jams or something like that. And my dad like printed out a label and everything, like put it in the jewel case, burned this thing to like CD. And one of the songs on it was uh, Free Your Mind. And so... <laughs> For some reason, anytime I hear that song ever, which is not like frequent, um, I think of that little mix CD and I think about the, you know, the beginning that's like prejudice wrote a song about it. Want to hear it? Here it goes. You know, the <laughs> little intro. I think about that more often than I should. But 
Anyway, but I, I choose that as my strongest one because that reminds me of that CD, which reminds me of that family computer, which just reminds me of that like time in my life where we would get on the computer and we would like be fascinated by like opening up a Word document and like writing our own like stories or our own jokes or whatever. Or like we had this little like desktop microphone and we would uh, like record our own like little voices. And we just thought that like that was the coolest thing. And so just like messing around on that computer with like the Windows visualizer playing music stuff like that so that's just like brings me back to a whole time in my life and i don't know what else was even on that mix cd but that is the <laughs> one track that i remember for sure was on that cd <laughs> that's so funny i feel like the biggest one the biggest memory that i have is probably i was at my middle school prom and they played crank that by soldier boy <laughs> followed by lollipop by framing hanley now if anyone knows the lyrics to that song, 13-year-olds. <laughs> Can you sing us a few? I, I did pull up the lyrics. Uh, <laughs> so we have the che crowd cheering. We have me stepping into the microphone. The microphone like does is like squealing. And, and I'm just going to say some of these lyrics. Shorty okay. wanna thug, bottles in the club. Shorty wanna hump, you know I like to touch your lovely lady lumps. Won't you get on your knees? <laughs> wow. Such a romantic song. Yeah, you know, definitely something that you should be singing in the eighth grade. <laughs> so That still ends up being one of the wildest covers to me. Like, that still blows my mind to this day. I mean, should we, like, play it? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> okay, everybody grab Could your you imagine That's the intro song for this week. It's not. It's that's, <laughs> a that's a season two intro song. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, oh that God. song's probably pretty affordable if you needed to buy the right song yeah, in your absolutely. podcast. Oh, 100%. No, nobody is putting that in a fucking, like, Toyota commercial right now. Oh yeah, no, no. So, for me... Not so much of a of a of a funny ha ha one, but more of a you know little ending on a heartfelt note. Uh, mm -hmm. Is for me the song would be uh, "Mockingbird" by Eminem, and literally solely because so when me and my dad would go to football games, so he went to Reedsville High, I was going to end up going to Rockingham, so like rival schools, but it was still like no, we're going to Reedsville High football games when I was growing up. And so, you know, because he was in a wheelchair, he would want to get to the games really early. So that way he didn't have to deal with parking, other people driving, that whole shebang. Mm -hmm. Well, we would get there so early that we would like the gates wouldn't even be open yet. Like it'd be like an hour until the gates open for the game. So we're just sitting in the van and he just has the radio playing. And so mm -hmm. I and like I would always look forward to those times because there was one time where like you know, that was kind of how you would discover new music or like when new music was released. And so one of the few artists that we had in common that we liked because like our music taste was very different. Like at the time, I did not really care for the Beatles or anything from like the 70s, 80s, any of that. Like I was straight up mm -hmm. Eminem, Fallout Boy, Linkin Park. Like those were the three. <laughs> that tracks. But he liked Eminem. <laughs> yeah, it does. And he li but he liked Eminem. And so there was like we knew that uh, his new single 
Mockingbird was coming out that day. So like we were waiting in the van for it to play on the radio. And then we like listened to that together. And so like anytime I hear that song now, I just like think about like the times we would spend in the van listening to the radio, waiting for football games. Oh, oh, that's very cool. I love mm-hmm. that. Now I want to change my answer. Yeah. <laughs> also, like the idea of like waiting for a song to premiere on the radio is like, you know, that's so like feels so foreign now. Oh, right. Sure. Yeah. And instead, we're no, waiting for cool. people to release shit and then they don't when they say they are. Yeah, I'm looking at you, <laughs> Noah Khan. No, I'm just kidding. Wow, okay. Tag I feel him, attacked. Tag I feel attacked. <laughs> oh. I'm just kidding. We're waiting for that Mount Joy song, Noah. Stop, I need it now. Stop collabing with everyone in America. Put out new music. Okay. Collecting the folk <laughs> infinity stones. <laughs> Just a quick follow-up, because I was like, yeah, no one's putting Lollipop by Framing Hanley in a commercial. It would be phenomenal if Dumb Dumb Lollipops did that. Like, they really need to put themselves back on the nap. From the people that brought you lollipops at the dentist office. <laughs> Wait, I need wow. an edit. Dumb Dumb Lollipops, hit us up. Wait, I need a Wonka edit. To that oh, song, also like the new movie, Wonka edit. Edit. a Wonka edit <laughs> of Lollipop. No, I'm talking about like you know, like the new movie Wonka that's coming out. I need an edit. You want like, clips you? Of I'm that sorry. You want that. you want Timely Shimily to do a cover of Lollipop <laughs> as Wonka? Oh no, I just want one of those stupid TikTok thirst traps where it's like them doing Wonka <laughs> and then wow. framing Hanley Lollipop is playing. Get um, on your knees, reverse it. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, okay, Adam get, Adam, get us out of this mess. Are we ready to play pretend? Are you ready, kids? Aye, aye, Adam. All right, the energy is back. The energy is back. Okay, so last we left off, you all managed to break free of the controlled simulation and kind of seemingly managed to navigate to a corner of the simulation where you took control of your dads in the past. In that process, you all learned of Greg's infidelity and you discovered clues in your research lab that sort of activated these individualized pathways for you to pursue separate leads. So we're going to pick up right where you all left off, where you are all walking through the door exiting your research lab. And similarly to last time, we are all going to break free for a little bit. So we are going to start with Manny Milady and John Milady. Ooh. Okay, so last we left off when you looked through the tunnel at the very end, sort of in this like kind of mirage or or visage or something, you saw Mm -hmm. Mabel sitting at the desk at shipping and receiving. So when you step through the portal, you immediately find your body lurching forward and then you stop right at the desk for shipping and receiving. And Mabel is sitting there and she's kind of looking bored, but she has a smile on her face Um, But she looks very distracted, like she's not looking at you when you approach the desk. All right. Can I tell what she is looking at? Yeah, you could roll for a comprehend. Now, I know Adam joked about it a little bit earlier. Did we recover anything from last? You did not. Okay. So then I am still scared and upset. Two dice. Two opportunities. (laughs) <laughs> not early going back with the music this week there we go all right no i did not roll a six uh it doesn't appear to you that she's looking at anything if anything she's just kind of like lost in thought gotcha am i still in an adult body 
Yes. When you kind of look around, you kind of maybe see like a window that's on a door and you see your reflection of Manny Milady in that um, in that mirror, or that window or whatever. So, you, yes, you are in your dad's body still. Um, uh, hi. Oh, buddy, you got to do your you got to do your Manny Milady voice. <laughs> oh, God. OK. All right. Um, all right. Hold on. Hold on. Getting getting to the the thought of the thought of being my dad. Okay, all right. <clears throat> uh, 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 Mabel, I'm uh, I need a uh, I, I need a favor. Wow, that was actually very good. Um, so Mabel kind of snaps out of whatever trance she's in, and she's like, "Oh, uh, oh, hi. Um, yeah, sure. What do you what do you need? It it looks like we're missing a uh, a shipment, and I was wondering if you could uh, help me locate it." Oh yeah, no, of of course. What's your remind me what your name is again? I I know we've seen each other before. I'm just oh, it's uh, it's Manny Milady. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I can I can handle that. Um, so she gets up and she starts walking down this aisle of packages, and you can tell that she's like smiling to herself as she is sort of sorting through these packages. And she just kind of grabs one off the shelf and walks back and then passes it to you through like the little mail slot that like with the, you know, like plastic partition. She passes it through sort of the mail slot underneath and she's like, "Okay, here you go. Is there anything in the room that I can that I notice might be useful, like information wise, like how the room is laid Uh, out? Yes, you could roll for an investigate. Okay, I did roll a six on that one. Okay. Um, with a six, when you look around the mail room or what you can see, cause you're standing on the outside of the window, you just see what looks to be like a normal shipping and receiving office. But as you're kind of like looking for clues, you do notice that Mabel suddenly like she cringes a little bit and she makes some sort of like guttural noise and she just coughs into her hand and she's like, Ooh, excuse me. I'm so sorry. Are, are you okay there? Yeah. I've just, you know, I've just been feeling a little woozy today i think it's it's fine uh all right well if you if you feel like you, you need to go to the to the doctor or something to get that checked out you don't you don't want to you don't want to wait too long you know so you need yeah, to prioritize no, your health oh thank you that's so sweet i uh i really appreciate and all of a sudden she vomits directly onto the plastic partition and all this vomit just like slaps against the partition and the entire simulation freezes in that moment. Um, okay. Well, first off, that's gross. Second <laughs> off, uh, <laughs> this is what, what, what happened? I thought, I thought this is what was supposed to happen. I, I came here. I got the shipment. All right. I'm going to take a look at the documents that she gave me. Sure. See if yeah, there's yeah. anything about the documents. Roll for investigate. I rolled one six. Okay, so with one six, you open up the package and you notice that, first of all, there are no floppy disks in this package, which is what you came for. Instead, it seems to be a bunch of research documents. Um, When you kind of like look, when you skim through the papers, it's a lot of heavy jargon. And since you're confused about where are the floppy disks, you kind of like look at the package wrapper and you notice that she grabbed a package that was not meant for you. It was meant for someone that's McLaughlin, comma, Carl. All right. Well, then I go back to the window mm-hmm. and see if anything happens. Uh, you don't see anything happening so far. Um, it's just sort of, again, there's a bunch of vomit on the window. Okay. 
Well, then I want to read through the research paper. Is there anything on the research paper itself that that could kind of help me out? Yeah, roll for roll for comprehend. I failed. When you get that, when you look through the documents, you can't make any sense of them. And you realize this is probably something that you're going to need some help with the rest of the dads to figure out. And as you kind of think that information, all of a sudden the simulation starts up again and Mabel kind of like heaves a little bit and she's like, oh, my God, oh, I'm so sorry. Oh, dear Lord, you, you definitely need to go see a doctor. Yeah, yeah, I think you're right. I just I can't take off work right now. Um, I'll figure I'll figure something out. Oh, my God. I'm so this is so embarrassing. I'm sorry. No, you're you're, you're fine. Just take care of yourself. Yeah, uh, yeah. Oh God, I'm gonna have to clean that window. You know what? I'll just get a janitor to do it. I'm not. I'm not touching. That's gross. Okay. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You're fine. Uh, uh, thank you for this. And I'm gonna walk, I guess, back and see if I can find Warren. Yeah. As you you look back to your left and you notice that what was what used to be a darkened tunnel seems to be some sort of tunnel that leads directly back to the research lab. Okay, I'm going to head back to the research lab. So you start walking towards the tunnel, and all of a sudden you feel your body lurch forward, and I am going to leave you right here and rejoin the rest of the group. All right, so next up, we are going to join Wesley and Warren in a private chat. Okay, Warren, you step through the portal and you find yourself in this large warehouse and there's a bunch of different boxes full of tech equipment. There's a bunch of engineers walking around um, and sort of like going through and checking some inventory. Uh, They've got a bunch of clipboards. People are just milling about their day. And one person comes up to you and is like, Warren, hey, how are you? Um, okay, so my, I'm in Warren's body, but I'm like Wesley's mind. Like Wesley is fully aware of what's. So as you're kind of like feeling yourself, you realize that you are in full control of your dad right now. You are not mm-hmm. Wesley. You are fully Warren. Okay. So sorry. The guy walks up and he says what? He's like, hey, Warren, how are you? Uh, good. So good. Um, I came here to get some supplies. Um, I just want to ask, is that going to be Warren's voice to you or do you want to do like a dad voice? Oh, OK. Wait, now I have to, I have to voice act I, as Wesley. Who I is had, voice acting. Yes, I had John do Manny and it was incredible. <laughs> OK. Um, sorry. <clears throat> sorry. I, uh, I had a I've had a cold lately. <laughs> and uh Oh, well, don't get uh, us sick. And uh, yeah, don't get us sick. I cannot afford to take work off right now. Holy uh, crap. Yeah, me too. Here. Um, I, I don't want to put this mask on because I don't want to get political, but I'll just stand back a little bit. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> I've heard this is like new research has said six feet or more is <laughs> is what you're supposed to do. You know, they could have done that back in like when that giant flu outbreak happened in like the 1930s and they just didn't know. Yeah, the past is the past, right? The past is certainly the past. Uh, what, what can I do for you? Um, so I would love to get a robot microphone. Uh, you just mean a microphone? Like for a robot? We don't have, we yep. don't have robot mic, what? 
Dude, we don't have robot microphones. See, this, microphone this is, is why you work in this department organizing all of these parts, and I work somewhere else. <laughs> Dude, I think you just need more coffee because you're like, huh, I don't know, you're like the smartest person I think that like works here. But whatever, whatever, whatever. Yeah, no, I can totally help you uh, uh, get some microphones. How many do you need? Um, Two of them, please. All right, cool, cool. Uh, yeah, you can follow me. And so he walks you kind of through tech inventory. You're passing a bunch of different boxes of technology. He gets to this aisle that is full of different parts. And when you come up to the end of the aisle, there's an entire section that is empty minus one microphone. And he's like, oh, that's weird. We just got a shipment in like a week ago. I don't know who's been using all these microphones. Um, yeah, I mean... I think let me let me double check. Let me see if I have another one. And he starts like going through his clipboard and he references a document that's hanging up on the side of this shelving unit. And he's like, ah, yeah, it looks like Kevin from Advanced Research and Special Projects took all of our microphones. Um, I, would one just work for now? I mean, I could get you another one as soon as we get another shipment in, but it might be a while. Okay, is am I able to roll something to see like like uh, hmm, how do I phrase this? Like, am I able to kind of like search almost like sir, I'm in my dad's body, like search his memories? Like, like, is this is something off here? Like where there's supposed to be two microphones? Like, is something going wrong here? Yeah, roll for comprehend. Comprehend. OK. And I got one six. With 1-6, it's not unusual for parts to be missing. You've kind of searched through your dad's memories and see, like, very vague memories of the past where he can't get a part that he needs. It's really difficult. Other projects are using other resources. You also notice that over time, it seems like a lot of those memories are recent. It's almost as if any memories of the past, this wasn't an issue, and then it started to become an issue. But it's not unusual. Okay, so Wesley speaks through his dad and says, oh, that's all right, I'll, I'll take that one, and then perhaps I'll go talk to Kevin, you said, was it, in advanced research? Perhaps he could lend me one. And then I want to kind of, like, look around the room and see if what I'm talking about going to see Kevin, if, like, anything activates or anything starts to, like, glitch, because I'm kind of remembering how, like, before... When we made the right decision, like the on path decision for this this past memory, like the door activated and like started glowing. Like, does anything like that happen around? Yeah. Um, when you look around, you suddenly notice when you say that that the door exiting the tech inventory, which was there, suddenly glitches and then dims. Hmm. Okay. Actually, on second thought, I think Kevin seems quite busy today, probably. So I am going to take my adult self and I'm going to march back to my own research lab. But I will take this microphone. Thank you, good, kind adult, sir. <laughs> Kevin looks at you and squints his eyes and goes, Warner, are you OK? You're acting a little odd. I'm I'm so I'm very fine. I'm just. Taken aback by the lack of, of microphones here, w w what with this facility being so well-funded. Uh, yeah, well, I mean, like, between you and me, dude, I, you know, this has been kind of an ongoing problem for a while, and I think they're, like, cutting our funding a little bit. I don't know what's, what's going on, you know, I kind of, kind of in the dark, I'm just pushing pencils, or in this 
case equipment and microphones. Um, they don't really <laughs> tell me what they're for. So, yeah, but uh, yeah, I'm sorry that this is like kind of a repeat problem for us. Now, do you happen to know what's going on in Advanced Robotics that they need so many microphones? Nah, dude, they, you know how it is around here. They keep everyone kind of, they keep all these people siloed. And, you know, I just hope that there's a future in which every single person in the labor force is able to kind of unite and organize and kind of understand all aspects of the business because how else are we supposed to have upward mobility <laughs> in this company? I mean, I'm just sitting here pushing inventory around. I got big dreams. Uh, <laughs> and like, I thought that this was going to be an end and I've just been kind of trapped in this environment for nine years. And I just, you know, I, I don't know. I, I don't know why I'm opening up to you about this. I guess, I guess it's kind of early in the morning <laughs> and I haven't had my coffee either. It's all right. We all we all have dreams like I would like to one day own a Sega Genesis. We all like to dream big, you know? Oh, what do you, I don't know what that means, but OK. <laughs> uh, oh, yes, me neither. Perhaps I need to go drink my coffee. You said e earlier, I think. Yeah, yeah, you should. Uh, you should you should do that. Um, all right. So I kind of start to walk away. But can I just like do a general scan of the room and see, like, make sure nothing else seems too out of place or, mm -hmm. you know, anybody acting strange. Uh, would that, that would be a, what, investigate, right? Yes. Ooh, double sixes. Enhancer pocket. Um, this feels important. I'll enhance it. Yeah, so you're kind of looking around and people are just milling about their day. Um, but as you are about to exit, you do see Kevin approaching a security guard and you see him kind of like lean in and he quickly makes eye contact with you and then quickly looks away and he starts talking to the guard and then the guard makes eye contact with you. But he's kind of being a little bit more obvious about it. Oh, interesting. OK, hmm. That's very, uh, oh, wait, <clears throat> oh, I don't have to talk like that anymore. I'm in my own head. That's very odd. Good. I'm glad that hurt my voice. <laughs> um, okay. So I, I think I am going to try to head out the door then. Yeah. So you open up the door and you feel your entire body lurch forward as you kind of travel through this tunnel and you find yourself back in the research lab and I am going to leave you right here. Okay, so now we are going to join Greg and Clayton privately. Uh, Clayton, you step through this tunnel, this portal, and you find yourself inside of the copy room, which is where you were supposed to meet Veronica at 2 o'clock. And when you get there, you notice no one else is in the copy room, and when you look up at the clock, it's a little bit past 2 o'clock. It's like 2.05, 2.06. Can I look around to see if I see anything of importance. Yeah, absolutely. I'm assuming I still have my two conditions. Uh, uh yes. Um, well, I don't see shit because <laughs> my mind is two. <laughs> Your mind yeah, is two. Yeah. And I have two conditions. Oh, so and you I... have two conditions. Damn. Okay. Yeah. When you look around, you don't really see anything. Um, and as you're kind of like looking around, Veronica enters the copy room and she kind of is looking through some papers that she has in her hands. And she's like, sorry, I'm late. I just oh, today's been a really rough day. Um, yeah. Oh, you're telling me. Yeah. Uh, it's just I don't know. I'm like kind of fed up about having to travel all the way over here 
and present all my research and do all my work here at the loop facility to, in order to like, I don't know, prove myself and like get, get the approval to continue these special projects back in Ascension. Like all this travel is just, it's wearing me down. I'm sorry. I'm just, I'm, 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 I'm distracted. And it's just, it's been a rough couple of, couple of days. Um, Oh no, you're good. Yeah. It's been a, been a rough couple of days over here too, you know, (laughs) ha ha. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. So look, are we, I, or I don't think we should be doing this anymore. You know, I, I, oh my God, thank God. I, yeah, you know, I, or sorry, I don't mean to say thank God, like you're, you're bad, but like, like, I, I also agree. I don't think we should be doing this anymore. Um, Veronica suddenly squints her eyes and she's like, why? I just, you know, with, with the wife and the kid, I just, I don't know if I could just keep doing this to them. <laughs> okay. Uh, I mean, that's fine, I guess. But like now you're having your moment of conscience. Well, I mean, it only took uh, how many times for this consciousness to kick in? Uh, yeah, I mean, I guess not enough to fill up two hands makes sense. Um, yeah, I mean, if you just, I guess if you want to keep this mutual and break it off, we could do that. I mean, like, I still want to, you know, have a good, like, working relationship. And I do, I do see you as a, as a friend, you know, um, as I, I just. Yeah, you know, yeah, um, I'm sorry. I just have to ask, um, what's wrong with me? Oh, nothing. Not at all. Oh, no, this is very much me. I am a broken and just horrible human being. Um, the fact that like, you know, you could, uh, like that you even gave me the time of day is honestly impressive on my part. Um, but there, there's very much nothing wrong with you. It is, it is all on on this guy right over here. Uh, roll for charm. <laughs> Damn. Ah, no sixes. With no sixes, Veronica squints her eyes again, and she goes like, "So what? You suddenly had this moment where you just thought, oh, I'm a huge piece of shit, and what does that say about me then? That like, I just date." people who are pieces of shit no 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 not i'm not trying to say that you know i'm just you know i just i gotta figure myself out you know like i think i need a i need a a a walk a path of of sobriety from 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 all uh all channels of pleasure and leisure um and and need to uh, f- figure out what's you know I think it all started you know with my grandfather you know he was uh you know just he's just not a great guy and you know I think it it came back down on me you know and uh yeah oh oh okay oh so now suddenly you have like some sort of moral compass and like this high horse well it's not necessarily a high horse it's pretty low horse yeah um, yeah 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 you know it would be really actually um extremely high horse of you is if you actually had the balls to tell your wife what was going on between us. Well, I mean, if that's the path that you're on or whatever the hell. Well, I is. mean, I was, yeah, 
I definitely wasn't thinking about doing that. Yeah. I mean, you know, if you really want to correct things, right? Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, we might go down that road eventually. Okay. Well, yeah, you do that. Um, cool. So we could just be colleagues again. We don't have to do any more of this. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Cool. Um, what? glad it is amicable and mutually agreed yeah. upon. Yeah. How's your uh how, so how is your projects going? Uh why why do you why do you care? I thought I you know, I I mean I, we're I mean, it's amicable work buddies, you know, it's just work talk. Yeah. Okay. Um well, you know, it's just been a lot. I've been meeting a bunch of new people here and um Malcolm just really I don't know. It seems like he doesn't want me to take any of this intellectual property out to essentially I mean, we've got the facilities to do the work that he's requesting us to do at ascension and i would prefer doing that work there so i don't have to travel all the way out here every single day to continue yeah. doing his work yeah what work so, is he having you do greg you know i can't tell you i know but like you know look greg I my lips are sealed, you know. This that nothing nothing comes in and out of this guy. Look, they keep you all siloed for a reason, okay? And if I tell you any information, it's not going to be good luck. And um to be honest, Greg, I don't know if I can trust you with that information. You can trust me? Oh, oh, I could trust you after yeah. we did all of this and you were going behind your wife's back. You think that yeah, that shows that, that you can trust me because I would go behind my wife's back. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. No, you know what it actually shows me? <laughs> it actually shows me that you're willing to go behind anybody's back. And I think that's Whoa. part of the reason why we got here. Right. The amicable I mean, split. I mean, yeah. <laughs> I, but you know, I get just you know, you know, l l one last you know little info dump w wouldn't one, hurt. You one know? last little info dump. Okay, Greg, you have a wonderful rest of your yeah life. Uh, do I see? Does she have any papers in her hand? Yeah, she does. Could I sneak to like uh, cop a look of the sure. paper? Roll for sneak. Okay. With your conditions. Yeah. Yikes! I only get two dice for that. And let me tell you what, these dice are not on my side today. I'm just kidding. I love you, dice. Maybe if I give it power, positive reinforcement. You can do this, dice. I believe in you. And I got two ones. Uh, so. Two ones. <laughs> so with two ones, um, you look down at the paper, and all that you catch is something about a neural helmet. That's all you see on the paper. And then Veronica glares at you and holds the papers close to her chest because she caught you looking. And... What conditions do you have right now? Uh, I already have. Uh, I have exhausted and injured. And, okay, you're going to take the scared condition. Uh. Like, <laughs> you know that you are not supposed to be looking at that stuff. Uh, and Veronica goes, I'm sorry. Are you trying to peek a look right now at my shit? Oh, no, no, no. Sorry. I was just um, staring at your other assets one last time. Um. You know what, Greg? <laughs> You're a fucking pig. And she turns around and she walks out of the copy room. Okay. Uh, Clayton immediately throws up in the trash, the nearest trash can being like, oh, I thought that was going to go way differently. That was going to scar me for a long, long time. Thank God. <laughs> <laughs>
Cool. So anything else that you want to do in this room? I'm just going to go ahead and mosey because I can't investigate because I fail everything. So yeah, that's pretty much, I'm just going to go ahead and leave out the door. Okay, cool. And you open up the door and you find yourself suddenly your body lurches forward and you are traveling through another tunnel again back into the research lab. All right, so all three of you find yourself back in the same research lab. You're like communal meeting spot. All right. Uh, how'd it go for you guys? Um, really good. How'd it go for you guys? It was, it was honestly, I, well, first let me start with, I saw Mabel. Like, like Ascension, or oh wait, no, like Nick Hayes' wife yeah, Mabel, Nick right? Yeah, Nick Hayes' wife Mabel. Holy cow. I yeah, mean, like, shit. <laughs> yeah, you're an adult now, Clayton. You're an adult body. You can say things like that. Yeah. Fuck. <laughs> it still feels wrong, though. It still feels wrong. Yeah, yeah still cool it, Clayton, all right? Yeah. <laughs> I thought you were a Wait. good boy. Yeah. <laughs> so what do you mean you saw Mabel? Mabel doing what? So she, okay, so apparently she works in the uh, the shipping department, and I was going to get the floppy disks or the, the drives that we needed, and she gave me this box that I feel like needs to be given to Warren because I just, I don't understand anything on it, and I feel like this is his department. Um, so I, I have this this package, but it doesn't have what we need in it. Wait, but what's in the package? Well, hey, yeah, have you opened it? Yeah, it's it's like a bunch of like documentation and like re like reports and stuff. Um, Here. it's addressed to somebody named uh Carl McLaughlin. In the yeah. <laughs> 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 um, oh, I hated that. That's also what came in my mind. <laughs> oh um, my god! Oh, so wait, broken. I don't. We don't know any Carls, right? I Not yeah, I don't know anybody. Wait, that. wait, no. What? Uh, no. What's Stu what's Stewart's dad's name? Uh, hotcakes or something like that, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, wait, sorry. God, what was Clayton's or uh, Stewart's dad's name? Uh, we uh, sink down into the depths of hell where Dustin <laughs> is playing, I don't know, Call of Duty. Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, oh, he's camping at my spawn. And then you see the little radio <laughs> click on and it's Clayton saying, God, what, what did you ask? Yeah, God, what's Stuart's dad's name? And I take off my headset and I'm like, I, I don't know, fucking Al. <laughs> and, I, and then we go back up to the simulation. Yeah, yeah I don't think it was Carl, guys. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, yeah, his last name also wasn't uh, McLaughlin either. Well, maybe so. he lived a double life. It was McDibbles, actually, funny enough. Yeah, yeah. McDibbles, that's right. <laughs> yeah, Stuart McDibbles. So yeah. wait, can I see those documents? Um, no, they're mine. Get your own. <laughs> Fine, then I'll just keep this one microphone that I got. Oh, wait, you got a microphone? Yeah, well, Do they you only turn had tables one. in a microphone? No, no. <laughs> wait, that's why I have focus. these. Is that why they, I have these turntables? Okay, get us back on track. Uh, yeah, yeah here you can. Here's the here's the here's the box. So okay, so because you were like, I don't know if these seem like maybe they were for Warren or something. Can I look through the documents and see if there's anything that I recognize or anything that has Warren's name on it? Yeah, roll for comprehend. Okay, uh, one six. Okay, with one six, you are 
going through this documentation and you realize that the documents are about how brainwaves in the electromagnetic field can talk to one another. Um, and as a matter of fact, there is a figure that you come across. It's this illustration, and it seems to have some sort of drawing of a human head with a helmet on the head. And there is this line of sight like there's this line drawn from his eye to an image of a baseball player and next to the image of a baseball player there seems to be two identically matching like what seem to be like almost like a visualizer of different like waves and they look exactly identical one is green one is blue and in the center it just says the word baseball and as you're kind of pouring through this documentation Suddenly you feel something inside of your dad's chest, like this like swell of excitement and you feel really woozy and you start to feel like your body is like heating up. And all of a sudden you feel like you're losing control of your dad a little bit. So anything you want to say now is once again going to be in competition with your dad. Oh, okay. So I I do want to try to talk to my two friends. So would I have to roll for that? Um, Roll for contact. Okay. Oh, no, that's right. I don't have good content. <laughs> I only have two. Yeah, and I didn't get a six. <laughs> um, so with no sixes, Warren steps up and, and says to the team, Oh, my. Oh, my God. Whoa. Whoa, 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 whoa. This says that the human brain's brain waves affect the electromagnetic fields around us but like there seems to be a signature like there are specific did they they discovered exactly how brain waves translate to human language uh, oh that yeah. doesn't sound sound safe uh, what uh, you're losing me i don't know what that means <laughs> <laughs> no, no, yeah. look, look 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 right here it says like, if you look at this, right, this person is looking at a picture of someone playing baseball. That turns into a signal in the brain. There's a brain wave for the word baseball that they have figured out. They have essentially figured out a way to translate human language into brain waves. Guys, this is incredible. We could, we could use this to train the robot to recognize brain waves. Oh, like the... Oh, like our like our buddies in the bunker. Are are you saying like we could mind read and talk to each other th- through our through our minds? Wesley, at any point, if you want to say something, you can. Oh, OK. Can I didn't ask. know how long yeah. my like failed last. Mm-hmm. OK, um, so would you like to say something? Yes, yes. Roll By the way, contact. this voice is killing me. <laughs> yeah, buddy. Welcome to the fucking club. <laughs> ah, OK, I still didn't get a six. Yeah, so your dad says, um, no, it means, look, you know how even using these floppy disks to essentially upload an encyclopedia to these robots to kind of help them understand all the training data that we have on these floppy disks are around manufacturing so that we can create a robot that is specifically geared towards manufacturing. But number one, that takes a long time to process. And number two, it's only a specialized trait. But if we train a robot to recognize brain waves like a human's brain, then they can recognize anything. This could this could lead 
to artificial general intelligence. Do you know how huge that is? Yeah, I don't really like that very much. (laughs) Sorry. 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 (laughs) John was doing a voice too, so I thought I'd make my own adult voice. I mean, the other brainwaves going. I mean, sorry. (laughs) Yes, this is Greg. Okay, I wanna I wanna roll again. Yeah. Oh my god, I still didn't get a six. <laughs> Sucks to suck. Okay, so that's that's <laughs> the end of what um Warren was saying well, to you two. Okay, well But you can see in Warren's face that he he, he wants to say something, he just <laughs> can't. <laughs> well should what what other work do we have to do? Um We're really going with this, huh? <laughs> well, I I don't yeah. I don't know. Uh we'll see how long till I get tired. Yeah, I, I I mean, first of all, we need a way to 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 read brainwaves. Um, I mean, there's oh. there's got to be something in advanced research that could do that, right? Oh yeah, yeah. But not to you know change the subject entirely. But I was very inspired by our talk earlier, and I have ended things with Veronica. <laughs> oh, that's amazing! Wow, congratulations! I'm sorry. Did you want to yeah. try to say anything, uh, Tyler? Yes. Okay, oh, yeah, God, yeah. Please. I just yeah. <laughs> if I get a six, does my dad still roll against me? Mm-hmm. God. Yeah. Damn. Oh, okay. I did get a six. Please. Okay, okay, okay. Hang on, hang on, hang on. <laughs> if he gets a six, I'm gonna be, I'm quitting the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> okay, he did not get a six. All right, so I try to really fast be like, uh guys. Or wait, it starts it starts as uh Warren's voice and it's like, hey guys, um, I, I um, I I was when I went to my separate room, they mentioned that like advanced robotics is doing something big and that they they need a lot of equipment. Like I only got one microphone. I'm sorry I let you guys down, but we I know we needed two. But anyways, they didn't have a lot of microphones, but they're doing something in advanced robotics. And, uh, and, and when I started talking about it, the people in there and, and the security got really kind of wary of me. Like maybe I knew too much. I think maybe this diagram might be explaining what's happening to us. And in that moment, John, you suddenly feel something swirl in your dad's chest and you feel some sort of like sneaking suspicion and whatever, what, what Warren just said as Wesley confirms his belief that some shady shit is going on. And all of a sudden you feel yourself get a little woozy and now you are in competition with your own dad. So anytime you want to say anything, you have to roll against your dad. Okay. Uh, what do I roll for that again? Uh, that Uh, would be contact. Also, guys, things are weird and I'm losing control. <laughs> you, you good over there, uh, John? I mean, uh, Milady? <laughs> roll for contact if you want to say something. If not, I'll take oh, the lead. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll roll. I rolled a five. Okay, so Manny goes, see, I told, I told you all, I told you some shady shit's going on here. You're, like that right there? They're talking to each other, conniving with the security guard. I'm, I'm telling you, I, 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 what did I say? I said that there's something. This is why they keep us all siloed. This is why. Yeah, I don't really like that very much. Uh, War- Warren, you should definitely uh, be be careful, buddy, because I don't want you to get hurt. Well, wait, 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 wait. Who who did you speak to that told you that all these microphones were gone? What did he say? He said, did he say somebody was, did, who, who took them? Okay, I want to roll. Um, can I, I, I want to use a luck point to try to roll. Ooh. Seems dumb because my odds are low, but I need this. Mm -hmm. 
Okay, I got a six. Okay, um, let me try to roll against you. Oh, boy. I also just got a six. No! Damn, Damn it. it. So, it beats baby. Warren goes, Manny, just calm down. A good thing happened. Like, Greg finally, you know, cut things off with Veronica. Like, we don't need to go hunting for trouble, okay? It, it's fine. I mean, I think I found trouble by ending things, but, you know, that's for a later date. <laughs> I want to try and say something. Okay. God, no. No. Uh, Manny goes, nope, nope, I want names. Who? I'll go speak to whoever you spoke to in tech inventory. I'll burn this whole place to the goddamn ground. <laughs> okay, so you listeners can't see, but Dustin Dustin made a gesture, and I guess on the new Mac OS, little gestures come up when you make a thumbs up. And so while he was doing this very serious John, Manny Mullaney voice, a little thumbs up, cutesy emoji came up. I'm turning that shit off. Like it was at an EDM party, too. It was just flashing the thumbs up. Yeah. <laughs> um. No, no, no. I don't think we need to be uh be ta- talking to anybody right now. I ge- I genuinely think we should just kind of, you know, stay in our lane for right now and, you know, maybe figure things out later. Can I roll to try yes. to? Yes. Uh, one six again. Uh, okay. You can speak. Oh, thank God. Okay. <laughs> guys, guys, just real quick. It was it was Kevin in, in, in Advanced Robotics. He's the one taking all the stuff. Um, but I'm losing control over this body. Wait, Ke- Kevin from Advanced Robotics? I hate that guy. <laughs> I feel like I've lost control already, so. Okay. Uh, you could feel your dad about to speak, John. Would you like to try to say anything? I'll try. <laughs> <laughs> nope. Um, so your dad says, oh, all right, Kevin in Advanced Robotics, I got you. I got you. I'll figure out what's going on around here. And he immediately opens the door and leaves. And John, you feel when you walk through the door that all of a sudden you are sucked away into another tunnel, into like some other portion of the simulation. So you have now left the room. Oh, God. Bye. I didn't didn't kick him out, I promise. (laughs) I banned him. Um, oh God, uh, I, I don't like that. I don't like that he just left. I feel like that's a, it's not a good move. Um, okay. Can I, can I roll? As a matter of fact, after Manny leaves, you suddenly feel back in control of your dad's body fully. Uh, Oh, okay. Oh, Clayton, that's you, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I guess I haven't done anything enough for my dad to care (laughs) yet. So, um, I'm just taking full control. I think he's realized, you know, he's done enough. Also, <laughs> let me tell you what. Oh, thank God it's us. Um, I really thought I was going to have to go to therapy for years with that in- incident in the copy room. Let me tell you what. It did not go the thing way you thought it would. Wait, what we happened? Ended, yeah, when you left. Well, we, well, she came in and she was complaining about work and having to go back and forth from Ascension to here to get her point across about her work. Uh-huh. Um, but then she was just like, I, should we just end this? And I was like, oh, thank God. And then I actually said, oh, thank God. And, you know, like, they, like she took it the wrong way. Oh no! But um, we ended things amicably. A- amicably. Wow, I can speak <laughs> syllables within. Well, dad's yeah, body. But you have your dad's um, brain, so that really doesn't even count. Oh, that's true. Yeah, <laughs> dang it, you're right. Um, but we we ended things in a in a whatever that word means way, and um, <laughs> we. Uh, but she she definitely just wasn't the, the happiest about it. But then I tried to like sneak a look at some of her papers that she had in her hand, and uh-huh. it had something to do with this electromagnetic signaling stuff. But I couldn't get a good enough look. Um, and so now I'm scared that I like, I like screwed up. 
Um, so so now I'm not doing uh hot. I would almost rate myself a uh, a, a three out of five if it meant to if there was a thing called conditions. <laughs> well, I think I think what you did, even if maybe it isn't right, I think it it's leading down the right path because I think that I heard Veronica's voice when I like almost half snapped out of the simulation. I remember it was her and and someone else I didn't recognize, but. I think she's running that simulation on us right now. I think this is part of what's going on. And I don't know I what know, baseball I, has to do with it, but maybe that's how we how snap out of it. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, are the robots here? Because I remember like I remember dad talking about throwing having the having Gliffy throw the baseball around in the bunker. Oh my I god, don't wait, know you're right. Has... And the and the, the baseball game that was on the radio when we were when we first snapped into this, right? Yeah. Is there a baseball around? Um, I don't know. Let me look. Um, can I look around to see any baseball, baseball bats, sounds of baseball on TVs, whatever? Uh, yeah. Roll for investigate. I'll roll and you tell me. <laughs> oh, two sixes. Enhance hey, or pocket. I love investigating. Um, I will. I'm going to enhance it, actually. When you look around the room, you do not see a baseball at first. But all of a sudden, the room looks hypersaturated. All the lights start to brighten a little bit more. And out of nowhere, a baseball just pops in on the table. Oh, whoa. Okay. Um, so Um, there is a baseball, apparently. Oh, yeah. You just, so you just, so that just happened. Um. (laughs) Should we touch it? Should we pick it up? I, I guess so. Yeah, you, you, uh, well, I guess, yeah, I'll pick it up. You pick it up. It is, it feels, looks, and is a baseball. <laughs> um, so maybe keep that with you. That might be like a ticket out of here or something. Well, I was honestly thinking about chucking it against the wall to see what happens. Well, I guess you could also do that. Because if baseball's the answer, maybe that's what you just need. We just need a solid, you know, wind up. Um, well, yeah, okay, do do I see, do I see any windows or anything like that? No, this is a windowless room. Oh, that's atrocious. No wonder no one likes working here. No (laughs) Don't throw it at anything important, though. I don't want to get in trouble. Uh, do I see, does the door have, like, a window? Like, is it, can the door be see-through? No, the door to your research lab does not have a window either. What the frack? Wait, wait, maybe Uh, toss it to me. Okay, yeah. Maybe that'll work. Let's see what happens. All right, I'm gonna throw it to you. Should I, do I have to roll something to see if I'm coordinated enough to catch it? <laughs> yeah, you know what? Why not? Uh, <laughs> yeah, you want to both roll for, I guess, force? What's the What's the best? Yeah, I would say force. Yeah. Okay, I got one die. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I know, I was going to say, wait, I have seven total. Oh, but I rolled a but, six, though. Hey! Oh, God. Seven total minus three is four. So I can roll four dice. That's it. Oh, God. Uh, just so you know, Tyler, I've not rolled a single damn six today. I've actually... Well, no, I'm not going to say it. I'm not going to say it. Son of a gun! <laughs> <laughs> no sixes. Um. So, Clayton... Or, sorry. Clayton slash Greg, you <laughs> toss the baseball and you don't do a very good job, but miraculously, Warren slash Wesley catches it. Okay, Whoa, so... nice grab. Um, Turns out your we- dad's not as athletic as you are, Clayton. Yeah. <laughs> and, Wesley, when you catch the baseball, you notice out of the corner of your eye that on that research paper, that brainwave diagram that has the word baseball next to it sort of, like, suddenly lights up a little, like it glows. Okay. 
So baseball does have something to do with it. it it's it's affecting our brainwaves somehow. I just, I don't know how. Maybe, maybe John would know. We should probably stop him from doing whatever he's going to do in there, right? Well, I mean, yeah, not John. I, I, I mean, his dad, but yeah. Yeah, I just don't know. Yeah, I guess we could see if we can find him. I'm not, I, I don't know if it'll take us to the same place because I know he got teleported, but I guess we could find out. If we look at the door, you know, I say, okay, let's let's go find Manny. Does the door light up or anything or? Yeah, when you open up the door, you just are greeted with a black hole. Shoot. Okay, so wait, do you remember, Clayton, when we were talking to your dad in real life, not not in the simulation, in real life at the bunker, he was talking about how Manny went to the supply room, right? And then he came back upset about something as if he'd seen something and, and figured something out. Oh my God, out. that's right. I think, I think we're living that. Just to oh clarify, God, right. just to clarify, it wasn't that. It was your dad went to go meet Manny's dad at language processing, and he saw something that freaked him out. I just want to never mind. Clear. I take mm. all of that back. <laughs> yeah. I, well, so what I'm I'm figuring out, I think, is that I think we've said it before, but th- there's only certain things that we can do in in these memories or the simulation or whatever it is. Uh maybe there's a way we can. Can activate the door like we did last time? Remember, we just, like, had to find the right things? Yeah. Um, I mean, I'm trying to think, because you literally just thought of a baseball and it appeared. Is there any other items in the in those sheets, maybe, that, like, have other brainwaves on it? Um, let me, For, uh, let me go mean, look. That mean other things? So there was a, in the diagram, there was a man playing baseball was what was shown there the, or the figure shows a man wearing some sort of helmet that has wires out of the back of it mm-hmm. next to that helmet he is looking at a photo of someone playing baseball or at least an illustration of like a man swinging a bat at a baseball and next to that are the two different brain signatures for the word baseball ah <sighs> okay um oh i wish i was as smart as my dad apparently he's like the smartest guy here yeah <laughs> Oh, wow. He only takes over when I don't need him to. And now that I need him to take over and, and, and interpret these diagrams, he's not here. But I think basically what it's getting at is that they're using some kind of visual aid to trigger these illusions and, and keep us in here. I don't know. I know. I don't, I don't like technology, so I don't really know how to get out of this situation. I, uh. Oh, wait, I, I got this microphone. Uh, does that have to do with anything? Oh, oh, it could. I didn't get anything from my little adventure, so thankfully. Well, um, you're, well, remember, your thing was you had to meet with Veronica, and my, my word was microphone, and so I, I don't know if I have to do anything with this. Maybe if you say baseball in it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, baseball. <laughs> no, oh, I guess the microphone's not on, so, so that wouldn't do anything. Yeah, um, is there a way to turn it on, maybe? Well, I, I'd have to probably plug it into something. Um, How about... How about I try to install it in that robot? Oh, yeah. So let me, I, I just want to go over to the robot and start, like, obviously Wesley does not know how, his his tech stuff is very bad. He does not know how to actually install this. But if I, like, start, like, fumbling around with it, I'm because I know that, like, whenever it, I'm doing something off, I start to feel, like, this heat and this headache and this, like, weird. So, like, does anything feel strange when I do that? Yeah, as you're trying, actually, roll for... You could either roll for program or calculate. Um, okay, well, they're the same for me, so it's just three. And I did not get a six. 
Okay, mm. as you kind of like fumble around trying to figure out what you're supposed to do, you suddenly feel your dad starting to take over again because clearly you do not know what you're doing, but your dad mm -hmm. does. And suddenly he just steps forward completely. Um, because you failed, you cannot control what you're about to say, but he's he turns back to Clayton and says, look, I think whenever... Manny gets back from whatever crazy thing he's up to. We need to figure out a way to get a neural helmet. Yeah. How would we uh, acquire one of those? Well, I mean, I've been doing a lot of sneaking around. I, I kind of don't want to do it. But, uh, you know, I feel like Manny's the man for that mission since he's kind of the person who knows how to sneak around here and kind of knows what's up. I mean, I feel like, you know, out of everybody, right? Unless, like, did you learn anything from Veronica? I mean, no, not really. Um, but I mean, I'm good. I'm pretty good at sneaking around, too. You know, I've been sneaking around with Veronica for who knows how long. But um, <laughs> besides that, bazinga, um, trauma. Um, That's true, though. I, yeah, I, uh... I mean, I could try and get uh, Manny back. I just don't know where he would have gone. Warren looks up at the clock and he's like, I mean, honestly, it's pretty late in the day. I feel like a lot of people are grabbing their late lunch because they keep forgetting that lunch closes at like 3.30. So everyone could be over there. I don't, I, I don't know. Sure. I'll, uh, maybe I'll, I'll run over and, uh, and, and grab him maybe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thanks. No, you do that. Um. Oh my god! I can't, I, this is what an incredible breakthrough. Uh, sorry, I'm just like I, I'm so I'm, excited. You know, like we could actually I mean, create something great here. I mean, yeah, but also something that could be used for evil. Yeah, but <sighs> sure. But if we're the ones that are in control of it, it it will be a good thing, right? I feel like if we make the discoveries then the person who makes the discoveries and makes the breakthrough kind of owns it, right? And we're good people, right? So we could make something good out of this. But that's not what happens, Warren. <laughs> this is a memory. Ooh. Roll for charm. You're not here right now. Roll for charm. <laughs> <laughs> Clayton's trying so hard to pull some, like, Matrix bullshit where it's like... <laughs> So charm is, so that'd be fives. Oh, dang, I only get to roll two for charm? All right, I'm done using these dice. <laughs> I, got no, I got no sixes. We're, we're trying a new one. New set. Um, with no sixes, all of a sudden, the entire research lab shakes violently, and Clayton, you suddenly clip through the floor, and you disappear from the room. Oh my god. <laughs> Wait, so am I? I mean, uh, I'm the only one left. So when that happens, Wesley, you are alone in the research lab, and I am going to leave you here alone in the research lab, and we are going to go back to Manny and John Milady. Yeah, so you feel like your dad is like walking through the cafeteria and all of a sudden he catches Kevin from advanced research just eating at a table by himself. He's kind of looking over some documents and he's got some sort of device that's like laying on top of the documents. Um, and your dad walks up. Do you want to try to say anything to Kevin? Not for this particular part. I, I kind of want to see what he's trying to or what he's going to say. 
Yeah. So Manny walks up and sits down next to Kevin, and Kevin's like, um, hi. Uh, Manny, has, oh, how's it going? And Manny says, well, I've just, I've heard some uh, interesting things about uh, you taking a lot of microphones and... Uh, you know, we need we need some for our uh, research project ourselves in robotics. So, uh, you know, like it, any chance that we could maybe borrow some or, you know, what's whatever, whatever we can't like any microphones that you have left over that we we could use. Uh, yeah. And as he's saying that you've you are not in control of your dad, but he keeps looking down at the device that Kevin has laying on those papers. Uh, so what is the device that is currently laying on the papers? You could roll for investigate to try to figure it out. Okay. I rolled a six. Yeah, with one six, it looks like some sort of helmet. Okay. All right, so I imagine that by... Because uh, Manny, or my dad, is having issue with the loop and these brain waves, he... I imagine he's probably thinking this helmet is some kind of device that has to do with these brainwaves. Um, I'm just going to see where he goes with this. Okay. So Kevin goes, nope, sorry, Manny. I, uh, we need all those microphones right now. We're, uh, we're kind of really heavily invested in a project with a very tight deadline. So, yeah, sorry, there's nothing I can really do about that. And then he goes, yeah, no, that's totally fine. Uh, <laughs> yeah, no, totally. Uh, what, what you got there? Like some sort of new prototype? And Kevin goes, oh, yeah, it's uh, it's just another neural helmet that we're what we're working with for this. So, you know, it's nothing. It's 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 nothing. And Manny's like, oh, cool. Uh, yeah. Uh, you know, we could maybe use that, too, with uh, with the project we're doing in robotics. And Kevin says, yeah, again, but you know how resources are around here. It's hard to find processors. It's hard to find chips. It's hard to find like any of the tech that we really need. I mean, I thought I left like one microphone back in inventory if you need one so desperately, but I, I, I'm going to kind of need this, this helmet. So, yeah. Is there anything you would like to do in that moment? I'm going to try and say something. Okay. <laughs> and of course I failed. Um so Manny looks up um and looks behind Kevin because he sees something unusual through the cafeteria windows in the hallway in the loop facility. There are two researchers with clipboards that are leading a line of children. You find this particularly unusual because children are not allowed in the loop facilities. And your dad looks back at Kevin and then looks out the window and he's going to try to say something. Would you like to interrupt him or no? Yeah, I'm going to try and interrupt him. Okay. And I failed. So your dad says to Kevin, he's like, what what's going on with the children in, in the loop? Are they're not supposed to be here. And Kevin turns and looks behind him and Manny swipes the neural helmet on the table and then he gets up and he darts away. And by the time Kevin looks back, you are no longer there. You are out of the cafeteria doors and you find yourself back inside of a tunnel and you lurch back into the research lab. And we gotcha. are going to leave you right there.
So we are now joining private chat with Clayton. Clayton, you clip through the research lab and suddenly you're sitting at home. So you're sitting at your dining room table and when you look to your left, you see Penelope at 10 years old. And when you look to your right, you see yourself, but as like a two or three year old, you, you kind of look like a toddler, maybe like a young, very, very young child. Ah, okay. This seems normal. And as you're kind of sitting there, your mother or Greg's wife walks in carrying this giant bowl of like pasta to serve to everybody. And she kind of gives you the side eye and says, care to help me out with any of this? Yes, absolutely. I will. We would love to help you out with this, honey. Um, Love of my life. So, yeah. So she starts serving some of the pasta um, and then says, "Okay, come, come get some plates, get some extra plates. Yeah, I do that. (laughs) Okay, you bring it back. And she again, just like wordlessly, like kind of like gives you the side eye. So she says, "Okay, kids, eat up. But for Clayton, she pours out like some applesauce for him. And Clayton just starts eating it, but he's he's a he's a goddamn mess. He's just getting it everywhere. <laughs> and Clayton, your Christ. mom slash wife is looking at Clayton and is just like shaking her head. She's like, I'm gonna have to clean all that up later. Oh no, no, no. I I, I can do that. I can do that. Don't 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 worry about that. Oh, honey. oh, great. Thank you. I would super appreciate you helping around here a little bit more. Yeah. Yeah, um, I know work's been crazy lately and just, you know, there's just been a lot going on. Uh Uh-huh, yeah, work, right, right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Penelope, and Penelope looks over at your mom slash, again, wife, and she says, why don't you go eat in front of the TV? It's going to be a fun little surprise. It's the one night only you get to eat in front of the TV. And Penelope's like, okay, okay. And she like grabs her plate all excited and she runs into the family room. And you are now sitting alone with your wife. Clayton to himself is like, God, I'm going to need so much therapy after this. (laughs) (laughs) Hi. Yeah. You, You go first. Yeah, uh, what, well, what, what do you mean? Well, I mean, you sent, sent her to the TV because you obviously have something on your mind. Well, you said you go first, so obviously you have something on your mind. Yeah, but you initiated it first. Yeah, but you said you go first. So that means that there's something that, well, you wanted to say too. So, you know, you have the floor. (laughs) Clayton is just like, what the hell? Um, yeah. So, um, to be completely honest with you, because it it's it's over, it's done with. But there was a coworker at the Loop that I that you what uh, I had a fling with. Your mother closes her eyes and she just nods quietly to herself. And then she looks up at the ceiling and there's tears in her eyes. And she goes, yeah, of course you did. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. (laughs) So 
You can't be here to support me and your two kids. You can't be here to support Clayton. You're in your own head all the time. And you're now sleeping with a co- Because why? Why? Why did you do that? Why? You know, I really wish I knew that answer. Um, because I don't know why. Because, you know, I think, uh, you know, the, the, the person said it best that I'm, I'm a pig. Yeah. Yeah, they, they did, I think. Um, I just, I have given you so much support, and you have given me none in return. None! And now you're sleeping with a colleague at work. Are you fucking kidding me? I wish I was. And Clayton, as an infant sees his mom in a state of distress and starts making noises that he's like, he's agitated all of a sudden. And she looks over at Clayton and she just rolls her eyes and shakes her head. And she, uh, she stands up and she goes, you pack up your fucking shit. You get the fuck out of here tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah. That, uh, yeah, that makes sense. And she turns uh, around and just doesn't even hear the rest of what you have to say. She just walks out of the room and you are now there alone with your own kid, with you. <laughs> and he, Clayton looks a little agitated and he's like, he gets a little bit upset seeing his mom leave. I'm going to pick up uh, Clayton and then kind of just be like, it's okay, buddy. It's okay. Roll for charm. We're going to try two new dices because the other ones did not work. Bro, I can't. I can't. I'm so done. Get this shit. Get this right here. We're having a moment right now, and we're going to keep that momentum going. But, bro, this shit. I switched to two different dice, and I rolled two fucking sixes. Oh, nice. <laughs> um, I'll enhance the scene. Might as well. Okay. It's a very rare time that I get to. So sixes. when you pick up Clayton, Clayton starts babbling and he starts like crying and screaming out in like need for something. But he's looking towards the hallway where your mom went down. And it sounds like he's screaming after his mom. And when you are trying to console him, He's kind of like pushing at your chest. He's kind of pushing you. He's trying to push yeah. you away. And in that moment, you all of a sudden feel this serious heat in your head and you feel yourself sweat profusely. And all of a sudden, in that moment, you separate completely from your dad's body. You do not know. You are not in your dad's body anymore. You do not know what he is feeling. But the entire room is very blurry and, and it feels painful to you it's painfully hot in this room and you just see your dad have an emotional breakdown he starts crying um and sobbing as he's trying to hold on to you and then the entire room just starts getting data moshed um the walls start to bleed the paintings and the portraits of the family start to glitch uncontrollably and you feel your own body starting to separate a little bit all of a sudden, you feel this intense pressure in your head and you grab the sides of your head. You're trying to, like, console or comfort yourself. So the pressure in your head becomes unbearable and painful. But at the same time, you are witnessing the disillusion of your parents' marriage. You are going to take the upset condition. And with all four conditions checked, you are now broken 
And when you become broken, all of a sudden the pressure in your head snaps and you wake up and you see that you are in a room, you are chained to a chair, you have a helmet on your head, and to your left and to your right are Wesley and John, whose eyes are closed and they have this helmet on their head. And we are going to leave you right there. <laughs> so we're going to cut back to Warren, who is in the research lab, and all of a sudden, Manny walks through the door carrying what looks like some sort of helmet. And Manny is about to speak. John, would you like to say anything? Yes, I'm going to try to say something. And I failed. <laughs> yeah. So Manny is like, yeah, there is something shady going on here. Uh, I found that I got this helmet off of Kevin, this neural helmet. They've got children walking around in the lab. They're not supposed to be here. They said there's a no chance. I asked. I asked. I said, this is going to be good for John to, 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 to see some people working in action so that he gets up off his lazy ass and for take your kid to work day. And they told me no. They told me, no, I can't have a kid here. Not that I would want my kid here anyway. This place is super fucked up. But anyway, I got this helmet. I don't know what the fuck it does, but maybe you know what the fuck it does. So here, <laughs> he cans you the helmet. So am, am I in control of Warren's body or do I have to fight him for it? You still have to fight him. You okay. can tell like your dad is kind of excited about this discovery. Go for the jaw. Go for the jaw. <laughs> okay, I do. I do want to uh, fight him for it. Okay. Okay, I got one six. Let's see. All right. Not, not holding my breath. He got one six as well. Ah, oh, God. So your dad oh, takes the helmet off of Manny, and he's like, oh, this is exactly what we need. Okay, um, so this, this, this works, right? Like, this could just plug in to this robot. We put it on. I just start training myself on some of the data on some of the visuals that I want this this robot to learn and we can I don't know we'll 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 have to test it out right like I could just I could put this on this helmet on and like and figure it out right and Manny is about to say something do you want to interrupt fight him fight him fight 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 I'm gonna try Nothing. I failed and wow. Manny's like all right well is there there anything that I can do to help I I guess I don't know and he's about to say something. Do you want to try to fight? Yep, I'm rolling. <laughs> Come on, buddy. Uh, nope. Damn. Uh, yeah, when those so sixes, hard. your dad says, well, okay, I was kind of spitballing here, but if we get this to work, right, then this robot is going to be able to kind of understand human emotion. He's going to understand human behavior. He's going to understand a litany of knowledge. But the one thing that we're missing, obviously, is something to help him communicate, right? So if he knows the brain language, he knows the brainwave language, then he should know how to speak the vocal language. And so I think we're going to need a language processor next. Just we could make him speak. Do you understand how huge that would be? And Manny is about to say something. Do you want to try to interrupt? What's the point? <laughs> I mean, do it. Roll. Come on. You have a one in six chance. No, I failed. Okay. You know what, Dustin? Actually, Corey and I, we're going to leave. If you just want to finish up the episode, yeah. <laughs> we'll catch up with you later. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. It totally makes sense. Um, Manny goes, yeah, but here's another thing is they've got kids walking around. Did you not hear me about the kids thing? They're not supposed to be here. 
And Warren is about to say something. Once again, you can attempt. No, dang it. Okay. Warren says to Manny, he goes, look, Manny, this is incredible. You got this, this neural helmet, right? This is, this is going to be such a breakthrough for us. I don't know what's going on with the kids. Maybe they're here because they like cleared take your kid to work day or something. But this fixation on all of the shady stuff going around, they're just trying to keep everybody kind of siloed and apart. So that no one's meddling in anyone else's projects. I don't think there's anything, like, creepy going on here. Manny is about to say something. Would you like to try to interrupt? Yes. Okay. Let's try. I keep rolling twos. I swear to God, that's, like, the fourth two I've rolled in a row. You need to get some weighted dice. Uh (laughs) Honestly. All right. So Manny says, all right, look, fine, you... Just live in your own little fantasy world where everything is fine all the time, okay? I'm telling you right now, there is something crazy going on here in the loop, and I'm going to get to the bottom of it, and if you're not with me, that's totally fine. I'm going to figure this out on my own, okay? But you got to stop with this with this fixation on everything around you is totally fine, and everything is normal, and you're living in a fantasy world. You're living in a fantasy world. I'm rolling. <laughs> okay, I got a six. There was one die roll. The second one that I rolled, I saw the six. It hit the six, and then it and then it fell onto a five. So I did not get a six. Thank God. <laughs> okay, okay. So, um, well, okay. So wait, let, let me think for a second. I want to get this right. So I want to, uh, uh, as Warren, I'm gonna pull Manny in very close, and I'm gonna like and whisper to him, him and I'm. Gonna, Oh. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna kiss him. No. <laughs> I'm just gonna lick him. Oh, oh man. No. Um, and and I'm gonna go, Manny. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm acting like this, but they're probably listening to us. Everything we're saying in this lab, they're probably listening. But I heard a rumor that they were brainstorming how to use this technology on children, and so you need to go to that language processing lab. You're gonna go regardless. But just know, whatever happens in there is very, very important, and I'm with you on this. But we, but I can't. If if I end up acting very strange, it's because I know they're listening. But you're right. There's something going on with these kids, and they're going to use this technology for evil. It's all very important, and we can't let it get into the wrong hands. All of a sudden, the room shakes violently again. And Manny, you suddenly feel your dad taking full control of his body. As a matter of fact, it's so intense that you completely separate from your dad's body. And so while Wesley slash Warren, you cannot see John in this room. John is now a separate entity in this room. And Manny goes, see, I knew it. I knew you knew something. And John, you suddenly feel very hot. The pressure in your head builds to some intense climax. (laughs) The room feels sweltering, and you put your hands up to the sides of your temples to try to just soothe yourself, but the pressure in your head builds and builds and builds, and all of a sudden, you disappear from this room. The pressure in your head is so intense that it scares you. You're going to take the scared condition. 
And all of a sudden, just like that, the pressure immediately ceases and you wake up and you're sitting in a research lab with Clayton, whose eyes are open. He is chained to a chair and he has a helmet on his head. And you look down and you are chained to a chair with a helmet on your head. And when you look up, the only person that is in that room who is not awake is Wesley. He is sitting across from you. He has a helmet on his head and he's chained to the chair. Is there anything that you two would like to try to do? John. Clayton. Clayton. Uh, Okay, hold on. First off, you said that I see these two in the room. Can I roll to see if I see anybody else in this room? Or notice like any kind of like cameras or microphones or any anything that could be outside looking in yeah you look around and you see a bunch of cameras on all corners of the room there seem to be microphones hanging from the ceiling there are speakers all around you there's a lot of tech equipment in this room but there's no people okay i'm gonna go i see i see saying things i stop saying things (laughs) okay I'm gonna try and whisper, but I'm gonna like put my head back down like I like trying to act like I'm asleep. Granted, I don't think that's gonna work because they're measuring our brainwaves. Um and I'm gonna whisper to Clayton. Clayton, what's going on? Uh I see what he's doing and I attempt to mimic it, but my eyes are still open. Um but my head's down and and I'm like, I don't know, I just woke up. Me too. What's going on? Uh, what's going on with Wesley? I, I think he's just still he's still in the simulation. But we got out. I got out first though, which means I think I'm better than all of you. Yeah, you're but, you're number one. Okay. Let's um yeah. But we need to get out of here somehow. I want to I I'm afraid of trying to wake up Wesley. I don't I don't know if waking him up is dangerous with that helmet on him. I don't know I if don't know. if us coming out of the state naturally um like if that's safer than trying to abruptly wake him up from whatever, whatever sleeping spell they have him under. Yeah. Uh, and as you say that, we are going to cut back to Wesley privately. Okay. Um, so Manny in front of you goes, I knew it. I knew, I knew there was something shady going on and I know you see it too. Um, okay. So, uh, can I roll to take over? Yeah. Ah, nope. Nope. So Warren goes, okay, all right. Look, Manny, I'm sure there are ethics violations here. The work we do, I mean, we're kind of sneaking around, right? Trying to get this, but we're doing a good, we're doing a good thing. Okay. And, you know, there's not been any bad things happening yet here, right? We're doing a good thing. We're good people. And Manny says, yeah, we're good people. Well, I mean, I don't really know about Greg. It seems like Greg is doing some <laughs> shit, but I know you're you're look, you're a good person. You're, you are. But there are some monsters. OK, walking around in this facility, some real pieces of shit, you know, and I don't know. It just it 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 scares me about the future. Like. What are what are they trying to do here in this facility? And if they've got kids like, you know, are are my kids next? Are our kids next? And you feel like Warren is about to say something. Would you like to okay. 
Yes. Um, okay. Okay, I got a six. Okay. He did not get a six. All right, so I, I look at him and I say, yeah, uh, you're, you're right about everything. We need to fa- find a way to get this research out of here. We can do it, you know, somewhere else, but we can't continue this research in this lab. Like, we need to have these breakthroughs somewhere else where it's in our control, because you're right, our, if they're messing with kids now, it's only going to be a matter of time before our kids get involved. And But but again, I want to reiterate the important thing to, for you to remember is no matter what happens from this point forward, I'm I'm with you. I'm on your side. I'm, I'm, I won't, you know... Even if it seems like it, I'm never abandoning you. I mean, Ward, yeah, of, of course. You, you know, you're my friend. You, 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 this, is, this is a good group, right? I'm, I'm not going to abandon you either, you know? Okay, should I roll again? No, I think you, you, have, you have the floor for a second here. Okay, okay. Um, hmm. I, just, I just have a feeling that when you go to that language processing lab, you're not going to like what you see in there. I, I don't know what it is. I don't. I don't have that information. I, I promise I'm not withholding anything from you, but I just, I need you to go in there knowing, just being aware that, like, whatever we find out from this point on, it's not going to be good, and we just, the three of us need to stick together no matter what. Even even Greg, even though Greg's being real weird and sleeping around and all that stuff, um, I, I think it's just very important we all stay together. And, 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 you know, I, I don't think I can come with you to the language processing lab as much as I'd love to. So I just want to say this all to you now. Yeah, yeah, no, 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 of course. Yeah, no, look, we're all friends. I'm not going to, you know, whatever. It's, it, right? Yeah, we, we, we stick together. And all of a sudden, the room sort of blurs a little bit. There's sort of this chromatic aberration that occurs in the room. And suddenly you feel your body shift a little bit. And you don't quite know what happened in that moment, but something changed. You feel this like mm. seismic shift in how how your choices have impacted what happens next. Oh, interesting. OK, but I don't feel like hot and, and hot and heavy. No, you do not okay. feel hot and heavy. Just to solidify it, I want to pull uh, Manny in for a hug. Okay, so you do that, and Manny at first, like, stiffens, like, he's, like, a little uncomfortable mm. by this, and then he, you feel his muscles sort of, like, soften, and he, he returns the hug, and he pats you on the back, and he's like, you know what, I, I love you guys, and I'm not gonna let anything bad happen to you. And uh, I, as Warren, say, milady, we love you too. Now, <laughs> I, I, think, I think what happens next is you have to go to the language processing lab. Uh, I mean, yeah, I guess back to work, right? Uh, all right. Well, yeah, I'll get you that chip. Um, and yeah, you just, you know, watch out. Like, look, you know, check your sixes and stuff. Uh, For sure. For sure. And Manny leaves and you are now all by yourself. Okay. So now, um, wait, do I have the helmet? You have the helmet. Yes. Okay. So I'm now, and I'm still in my dad's body. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay, so as soon as he leaves, I am going to scramble to, um, so basically I want to take the helmet, take the baseball, I want to take the diagram, and see if I can, like, understand it enough to know, like, what makes it tick exactly, because Wesley's trying to figure out how, how do we disrupt this, like, brainwave, uh, Mm. manipulation. 
Yeah, 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 yeah. Roll four. I want to say it's going to be a comprehend, but let me just double check this. No, you're going to roll for calculate. Okay. Oh, calculate. Okay. That's definitely less than I have in my hand. Okay, I got one six. Okay, so tell me again what you were trying to do. You're trying so to manipulate So basically, I've this. got I've got the diagram. Um, I've got the diagram. I've got the uh, baseball, and then mm-hmm. I've got the helmet. So I've got like everything that this diagram is depicting. Yeah. So I want to see if like I can make sense of how how. Like, I'm just trying to understand this diagram better as Leslie to try to maybe see if I can suss out what would disrupt this brainwave manipulation. Yeah. So with one six, you start to, like, try to put the pieces together. And as you do that, you suddenly feel like your control over your dad starts to weaken. Like, he is (sighs) taking over now. Okay. And he plugs the helmet into the robot and puts it on his own head And he starts pouring through the research that he's witnessing. And as he's doing that, he kind of he turns the robot on and the robot's eyes light up and Mm -hmm. he focuses on the visuals of this baseball player and the baseball. And he tries to think of, you know, throwing the baseball and having the robot catch the baseball. Mm -hmm. And as he's doing that and he's thinking really hard about it, he's trying to make that his central focus He tosses the baseball to the robot and the robot catches it and Mm. he chuckles to himself and then the robot looks at the baseball and then tosses it back to him. And for a moment, both of them are playing catch. And then all of a sudden the robot tosses it back to your dad and your dad misses it. And in the moment you realize you can read all of your dad's thoughts and something is itching at him which is something that Manny said, which is like, what happens to our kids? And he thinks about you, Wesley. And all of a sudden you feel some sort of connection to your dad in that moment and that you could maybe feed him a message. Is there anything you would like to say to your dad? Oh my God. Oh, okay. Okay. This and is you t- can take as much time as you want on that one. Okay. Um, hmm. Oh, this has got to be hard. Okay. I'm going to leave and I'm going to join Corey and Adam and then we are going to all come back. Mm -hmm. Okay. Okay. You, when, when we all come back, you all are not going to be able to talk to one another. Oh, but I'm going to feed them a piece of information and then they're going to witness what happens next. Oh, okay. So as you all are sitting there in your chairs, all of a sudden you hear over the speakers Wesley's voice and you kind of look around. It sounds really distant and echoey. And you notice there's actually a TV in one of the corners and it's very fuzzy. But as you kind of look at it, an image appears. It's very fuzzy, but it looks like a point of view. There's a perspective that you're witnessing. Someone is looking at Gliffy. Gliffy's eyes are light are lit up and he's staring thoughtfully at whoever he's looking at. And then all of us are going to join the main chat right now. You cannot speak to each other. Wesley's about to say something, um, but I'm going to give him a moment to kind of compose, figure it out. Yep. Almost done. Hold on. So I, I want to say to my dad, dad, it's, it's Wesley. 
All all kids are in danger right now, which which most importantly means I'm in danger. And and, and in order to fix this, I need to know what happens. And I know that doesn't make sense because it hasn't happened yet, but it will happen. And if you can leave me a clue, anything as to what that thing that happens is, that that may be the difference between whether or not Boulder is still here, you know, when I'm talking to you from. In short, save Wesley, save the world. Uh, your dad thinks for a moment. He's very confused by what he's heard. And he says, he kind of looks towards the door of the research lab and he thinks back to what Manny was warning him about. And he puts the neural helmet down and he strides out of the research lab. And you are all watching as Wesley's dad, Warren, walks through the research lab and he walks down the hall hallways he passes all sorts of different employees everyone they're milling about and he walks right past the language processing office he doesn't even go inside and as he's walking down the hallway he kind of is scanning the rooms and he does see a kid in a far corner who's being led by one of the researchers and the kid looks agitated and scared and that kid disappears behind one of the facility, like the lab room door. Warren decides to look around and he slowly approaches the door. And in that moment, Wesley, you feel your body separate completely from your dad. So you are now a separate entity in this hallway mm-hmm. and you follow him towards that lab. And When he walks up to the door, he kind of puts his ear towards it and he hears a lot of muffled voices and he hears some crying and he gently pops the door open and peeks his head inside and he is looking into a research lab. It is two different rooms. So when you open up this door and you peek your head inside, you see Malcolm Grayson standing in the center of the room and he's smoking a cigarette. And they're all looking through this panoramic window and there is a single chair with a neural helmet that is being strapped onto this child that seems extremely scared and frightened. And one of the researchers is sitting there at the control panel and is speaking into a microphone and says, Kyle, it's okay, okay? You're gonna be totally fine, right? This This is just a fun little science project. Do you understand me? And Kyle goes, I want my mom and dad. And the researcher says, it's going to be totally fine. We're going to do a fun little dream exercise, okay? And he's like, no, I don't, I don't, want, I don't want to be here anymore. And Malcolm goes, kids these days are just, just, can you please just start the experiment? Just don't shut him up. And the woman opens up this picture book and she starts reading from it. And she goes, Okay, Kyle, I want you to imagine that you're in a pine forest, okay? It's like a, a fun little forest. And he's like, okay, oh I, I, I want to go home. He's like, Kyle, you just need to picture a pine forest, okay? Just think about the smell of fresh pine, the pine cones on the ground, all the needles in the, in the trees. And behind him, there's a TV that is full of static. And 
all of a sudden an image starts to appear on the screen of a pine forest. He's like, okay, uh, okay, I did it. Can I go home now, please? And the researcher says, no, Kyle, you're going to have to walk through the forest for us for a little bit, okay? And as he's walking through, he's like, there's so many needles. There's, I don't like this. All of the needles on the pine, in the pine forest start to turn into what look like syringes. And Warren starts to look around the research lab and he sees some test tubes and syringes and he sees a bunch of lab equipment. And he realizes that what is happening is that this kid is processing all of the horrifying things that he sees in a research lab and it is manifesting in this dreamscape. And he says, hey, oh shit. And he opens up the door and he's like, stop the experiment. Stop what you're doing. And the kid is like, I'm scared. I want to go home. So the kid is in a state of agitation and Warren starts to fight these people to kind of get into this room. And all these researchers are holding him back. And what Warren witnesses is the TV behind the kid is showing this forest turn into a hellscape. The needles on the trees turn into syringes. Some of the animals look super fucked up and distorted and like they look like hell beasts and the kid is sweating and all of a sudden steam starts pouring out of his ears and then the kid lets out a pained scream and all of a sudden his eyes melt and flames shoot out of his eyes and the kid bursts into flames and then those flames turn black. And in that moment, Warren breaks free in horror and runs out of the room. And he runs down the hallway back to the research lab that you all were in. And he bursts through the door and he looks at Gliffy and he looks frantically around. And he starts collecting research papers and Greg is in there and he's like, Warren, what the hell? What what's going on? He's like, this place isn't safe. This, this place isn't safe. Okay, this isn't fucking safe. We have we have to go. We have to go. We have to go somewhere. We have to leave. And Greg's like, dude, dude Jesus, calm down. OK, there, what's going on? And Warren grabs a random chair and barricades the door. And all of a sudden you start hearing voices from beyond that door. There's a bunch of people that are, that are banging on the door trying to be let in and Warren backs up into a corner and is shaking uncontrollably. And Greg says to Jesus, Warren, calm down. What's going on? He's like, I don't, they, they just, they, they immolated a kid. They, they, the kid burst into flames. They're, they're, they're killing kids. We got to get out of here. We got to we got to go somewhere. And Greg says, dude, just just tell me what is going on. And all of a sudden the door starts to creak and bend and the door bursts open and a bunch of security personnel come in armed and they shoot at Warren and a bunch of bullets go through Warren's body and Greg just retreats in horror and he scrambles to another corner of the room as his friend is murdered right before his eyes. And 
these people walk in with him, including Malcolm, and he looks at Warren's dead body, and he's smoking his cigarette, and he looks at Greg, and he says, oh, looks like you guys have some explaining to do. And in that moment, the entire room shakes violently, and Wesley, you feel this intense pressure in your head start to build, and it climaxes, and you start to sweat uncontrollably, and steam starts coming out of your ears, and just when that moment becomes unbearable for you, all of a sudden, the pressure evaporates, and you are suddenly, your eyes open up, you wake up in a room all together with John and Clayton, all strapped to different chairs, all with neural helmets on your head. And in that moment that you wake up out of the simulation, there is a door on the other side of the room that is being forced open in the same way that you witnessed the door to the research lab being like forced open. And it scares you, and you are going to take the scared condition, Wesley. And just as the door breaks open, outside of the door comes Manny Milady. And he bursts in, and he's carrying an assault rifle (laughs) and a backpack strapped to his back with the Gliffy's hard drive in it. And he's like, no one fucks with my kid. And that <laughs> is where we will end our episode. Damn. Oh, my God. Woo! Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed that episode, please leave us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you're listening to this. And tell your friends about us. Reviews and word of mouth are the best ways to support us. Make sure you follow us on Instagram and threads at Tales from the Group, no space, and on X, formerly known as Twitter, as TFTG Pod. And you can follow me at Twitch at Sir Valentinian. That's Sir Valentine. Drop the E at I-A-N. And you can follow me on Medium. I am at Dusty Tome, spelled D-U-S-T-Y-T-O-M-E-S. And our podcast art is by Haley Foster. Damn, Damn straight, straight it is. is. And you can follow her on Instagram at Doodles by Red. We release new episodes every other Thursday. Make sure you subscribe so you don't miss everything, everywhere, all at once. Until next time. Okay, bye. Okay, he did not get a six. Okay. Wait, okay. wait, wait. Before you start, though, tell me how I just got a text message from Haley that goes, Who the fuck is Veronica? Oh my God, she's so invested. <laughs> Our number one fan. Oh man, that's so great. Oh, that's so good. Oh my God. <laughs> okay, go ahead.